Hello there and welcome to another episode of Inside McLaren Applied. My name is James Baldwin and along with Freya Brolsma, this week we're talking about McLaren Applied's Atlas software with Head of Operations Motorsport Tom Keenan and Senior Product Manager Nikhil Sawant. And a little later in the episode, Nikhil and I will chat with Richard Nicholson from FlyLogix, another great business partnering with McLaren Applied. Let's get into it. a bit about your background and your role as head of product management, telemetry, control analytics, which certainly sounds like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah, for sure, certainly. So uh, before joining McLaren Applied four years ago, um, I worked in the automotive industry for Aston Martin Lagonda Limited. Um, excellent experience, really got me interested in everything, everything with four wheels, really. And uh, uh, as I progressed through an engineering career, I decided that I wanted to uh, you know, see the other side of the coin, work as a supplier into the market, but also, um, you know, understand and empathize with uh, other automotive companies across the world. So I joined McLaren Applied, uh, primarily, first of all, focusing on automotive, but then latterly expanding to cover uh, product management across uh, all of our sectors. And telemetry control and analytics is, is fairly all-encompassing. I mean, it's basically everything that isn't over uh, 100 volts uh, uh, that then belongs to to my good colleague Steve Lambert um, and then that takes us everything from high performance components controllers that go into Formula One uh, or go into aeroplane engines uh, then uh, connectivity that's offered on transport and uh, finally coming at an Atlas and uh, our off-car tool chain so everything that we do then to support data visualization and programming application software onto units. Okay, we'll say the same for you. Uh, again, being a senior product manager for software and analytics, it sounds like you are very much at home in being in a fast-paced environment. Can you give us your your background and, and what's led you to McLaren Applied? Sure. So I, uh, my background is in physics and engineering. So I started working on 3D simulation software products. So worked initially as an engineer, then started working as a product manager managing various different products uh, into automotive and even other industries and into academia as well. So very much kind of research kind of based products as well. But working with simulation products kind of, yeah, I was very much fascinated with the opportunity that McLaren Applied provided with the data products and data platforms uh, that at that time uh, the offering was. And yeah, I started kind of working with McLaren Applied, looking after the off-car tool chain uh, that gets provided into motorsports and Formula One, but also looking at how we could apply these products into other markets and other industries where they are relevant and take them kind of forward from a company and the product's perspective. Tom, this ability for clients, uh, specifically McLaren Applied, but potentially future clients as well, to seek these gains really this efficiency is pretty impressive and very incredible but from your side and the role that you have what does that look like at the very beginning of the process when when a problem comes to the team and you need to start understanding what you can create or how you can work with a client to make it really beneficial for them what happens what's the process 
Well, often it all always starts with a uh, a problem statement, an articulation of a need that needs to be addressed within the business. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, that we have to do then is determine. Okay, so you have this need. Um, how would we uh, how would we define success against that? So then, James, after the problem statement's been defined and you know we've effectively determined the the KPIs, we then need to look at. You know, what what data we have around us to help solve that problem? You know what data they're already collecting that might be able to uh, uh, to to help us to define uh, uh, an understanding, um, and what data they may need to uh, to acquire. So what's the missing data? Um, uh, this is very specific to this problem space. I mean, otherwise it's you know coming together in a room with some of the great engineers that we have and you know understanding the the, the types of uh, uh, engineering disciplines that we'll need. Uh, and how we'll move forward and plan that out into a project that's going to meet the timescales of the customer uh, and ultimately deliver satisfaction. Nikhil, it's all well and good to have this data and for clients and end users to want to better themselves and solve the the problems that you're identifying, both current and, and future problems. But without a decent bit of kit to kind of interpret all of that information, it's not necessarily going to be useful. What solution has McLaren Applied come up with in order to work this data into an innovative but also useful information for clients? So, yeah, so when we look at this, there are two kind of sides to the problem. Uh, The one aspect is how the data is being generated. And the second is how the data is going to be consumed. So in order to then uh, cater for various different kind of possibilities of what and how the data is being generated and how and how it's being consumed. We have various different kind of offerings in terms of capturing and acquiring the data, but also then distributing the data for it to be visualized in Atlas and then uh, kind of analyzed in Atlas as well. So that's where kind of the strength lies of our product suite, where we provide end-to-end solution in terms of capturing, distributing, and then analyzing the data uh, throughout the tool chain. Uh, if we pull that back to uh, to, to Formula One, maybe as a uh, you know where a lot of our uh, solutions first uh, uh, were, were first defined, it, you know, what we do is we take the data that's coming off the race car, you know, and uh, that all arrives at the telemetry endpoint in the garage uh, for for the different teams. Uh, what we do then is we take that data from there with the Atlas data server. Uh, we distribute that data among all the the, the clients, the uh, the screens and the garages where the, the engineers are looking at the data. Um, but we also then replicate that data back to the factory. So uh, if you're McLaren Racing, they run a mission control facility there at, um, at their host factory, and all the same data that they're viewing at the track side, they're they're viewing back in the garage as well to drive their strategy decisions. And it's taking that distribution as well as a visualization element and then also seeing how we apply that into other industries. Tom, you very kindly showed us yesterday some of the ECU platforms that uh, are in Formula One cars. So again, congratulations on winning every world championship since that got into the car. Um, It's a very good achievement for McLaren Applied to to point that out. But it's quite quite interesting for me to know as, as an F1 fan and as we watch a lot of the footage to see all of this data on different screens to know not only is it a McLaren Applied solution in Atlas to display that data, but of course, as I said, you've got McLaren Applied bits of tech going around in all of these different cars. It must be, A, firstly, pretty amazing to win all these races as you can keep doing it. No one can touch you for it. But 
B, it must be really, I guess you might have a proud element of it when you're talking to people about showing not only the data that you can see and the software that's used to do that, but also to point out how much McLaren applied kit is in these cars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've been an enabler for many, many different championships. I mean, we helped NASCAR move from uh, you know, uh, uh, carburetors and throttle bodies to, uh, to electronic fuel injection. You know, we've uh, we've been able to assist and partner with the FIA uh, to provide the single ECU into Formula One since uh, 2008, and these are all major pride points. I mean, we've uh, we've got a fantastic company and uh, a fantastic engineering team that really do deliver cutting edge products. You know, that are really being pushed to their limit. I mean, if you think Formula One and race championships are often the uh, some of the most trying environments that you'll ever find. And in those trying environments, you know, you have great innovation. And that's where uh, it helps spin out these these other ideas for products that we have, how we can take some of those same concepts that would be undertaken at the track and then apply them into a real-world environment delivering environmental benefits. And Tom, you shared a, an amazing statistic with us yesterday of how many racing miles your software and technology is completed without failure. Can you a, tell us how many that is and, and what, how important that is for your products. So uh, if you uh, culminate all of the, the, the units that are running around in Formula One at the moment uh, and uh, the ones that we've supplied since 2008, it's 1.5 million race kilometers uh, that uh, we have completed without failure. So a very, a very proud statistic that we have. And uh, yeah, it's it's hugely impactful for developments as well that go into other industries. You know, the, the vibration profiles that these products have to go through. Uh, it's a, an incredible test of the, the hardware and the services that we provide. Nikhil, you are the person that uh, what sort of looks at it on the ground, and we know that you're at the Australian Grand Prix, to be able to interpret some of that data. What's it like then being on the ground and working in person with these teams? It is, yeah, it is very uh, kind of good experience to kind of understand how the product is being used, how it's being applied, uh, what kind of challenges uh, they have to go through in looking at and consuming the amount of data that they look at uh, to make those decisions in split seconds. So the performance is quite key uh, and it kind of it, it rolls through uh, the decisions that we make, the architectural decisions that we make in kind of designing and architecting the product. So it was quite a good learning experience to be on the ground working alongside some of the engineers who are working on the car as well as kind of off the car just looking at the data and the products that we supply uh, to them to make those decisions. So as you mentioned, you know, McLaren Applies had a significant history with, with Formula One um, and impact on Formula One as well. How does that kind of applied technology translate to the everyday person? We've talked about things talking to things, <laughs> your car and the curb, for example. Um, perhaps you could give us some more examples as to how the people who are walking past at the moment might be experiencing Formula One technology on their day-to-day experience. I mean, there's there's multiple innovations. I mean, we've seen the carbon fibre monocoque that was first uh, you know, deployed by McLaren. I think it was in 1982. Um, uh, with uh, Hercules uh, for uh, 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 providing a ultra stiff, ultra light um, uh, 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 chassis and uh, protection cell for the driver, that's now seen in the majority of high-end sports cars and all Formula One cars across the grid. Uh, that's maybe not for the everyday person, but other things translate. I mean, the uh, 
the, the hybrid electric solutions that come out and that filter down into uh, uh, into uh, automotive, uh, even materials development. Uh, you know the, the the fireproof materials that they use in overalls um, in Formula One. It really is a a, a hotbed for for technological uh, development uh, and. Uh, you know, through through great competition and adversity come come great innovations. That's it, I suppose. It's not always new developments. It's also refinement and optimization, um, which are some of the key things that come out of uh, motorsports. Yeah, Nikhil, I, I was going to say it's it's so it's so interesting to be able to go all over the world to help clients try and achieve this level of efficiency and trying to pioneer that that innovation. Can you talk us through what is normal work for you? What what is is it traveling the world all the time? What's it like to actually work for McLaren Applied? Yeah, I think it, it is amazing in terms of uh, the amount of kind of exposure that you get uh, in meeting different people, different levels of engineers, uh, the way they work, understand kind of uh, the workflow that they go through, especially from a product management perspective. Uh, for myself, it's very important to make those decisions, uh, even to look at uh, what direction the product needs to go through. Uh, but overall, yeah, I think it's it's hectic in a sense in terms of uh, going through uh, the, the travel itself, but also the long working schedules uh, that are followed within the F1 kind of race event environments uh, alongside the engineering team that works kind of uh, day in and day out uh, throughout that kind of five day period. Uh, but yeah, it, it's still kind of exciting and helps uh, uh, you kind of understand the product uh well in that environment i think nickel's being a bit modest you know uh, after, tra- <laughs> after after traveling to australia and uh, supporting the grand prix there with the fia um uh, the uh, the following race uh, weekend in imola uh, he was on site with the customer supporting them uh, uh, as well and seeing how they could optimize their their implementation of our tools and uh, you know, following up next month, he's going to be in North America um, uh, with the IndyCar and NASCAR teams, uh, again, supporting them and seeing how they can uh, uh, get more from our tools, uh, uh, tool sets and what innovations we need to bring for them. Nikhil, I'm interested in your experiences then between these different racing series because we know McLaren Applied is involved with Formula 1, Formula E, Extreme E, IndyCar, NASCAR, MotoGP all incredible series in their own right. But what's it like in terms of helping these people out on the ground between these different series? Yeah, between the different series, again, uh, depends on the workflows uh, that they are using and how the live data and telemetry aspect kind of affects uh, the way the product gets used. So it has always been kind of uh, good to understand that uh, from the product perspective to uh, see how the product is being used, but also uh, making those decisions in terms of optimizing some of the aspects that can be done uh, to fully utilize the capabilities that we can provide in those environments as well. So depending on what series it is and how the kind of specific team is using those products and deploying those products, yeah, the the support element uh, changes, but also uh, the optimization routes can uh, vary as well. So it's it's a nice experience to uh, go through that challenge and solve that uh, for them while kind of I'm understanding their 
uh, deployment strategies. But I suppose, James, one of the things that we used to have a trouble with with Atlas was that uh, effectively it only really ingested data uh, from our own control units, which you know makes things very difficult because you know you're not going to deploy a, 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 an expensive McLaren applied product into uh, into every uh, tipping truck or onto every road car. So uh, uh, we've had to take a different approach recently and we've uh, last August for the first time implemented a feature which means that you can bring data from the cloud directly into Atlas without, uh, 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 without needing to be in our format and you get to specify the, 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 the format that the data's in as well. So you can build these different data connections and pull data in from any source. So I'm interested in your favorite moment in the last four and a bit years with working in McLaren Applied. Ooh. Now, now you're asking. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think having a cup of tea made by Pat Simmons was certainly certainly <laughs> one of them. Um, that 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 was a, an incidental meeting. Um, no, I, you know, ultimately it's it's coming into work every day with uh, great engineering teams and you know really being able to work across the entire spectrum of our different markets that we apply into, but our different products as well. You know, we we're lucky enough that we get to to touch in the product management uh, area every every single element that we work upon in, in McLaren Applied. We get involved in all aspects of the business, so that's a, a, a that's probably the most enjoyable part. But it happens nearly every day. It's fantastic, Nikhil. What about you? Has there been a favourite moment for you in your experience so far at McLaren Applied? I would say every time I go to the track, I think uh, that's kind of yeah, different environment, different atmosphere. Uh, less glamorous than what you see on the TV, but still kind of, yeah, very enjoyable. And yeah, I think different track brings different kind of challenges. So yeah, it's always been uh, one of the kind of favorite moments for me. Nikki, what about you? What kind of advice do you have for people potentially looking down this career path? I think, yeah, data science and data kind of uh, engineering is uh, kind of very attractive at, at this point in time. So it's more about uh, what space they want to work in. Uh, there are lots of opportunities uh, going forward, uh, which will be created in this space uh, further. So I think it's it's yeah very exciting space to be in from an engineering perspective, and uh, kind of yeah to be applied to various different industries as well going forward. So uh, something that they can uh, pursue on. And Tom, same question to you, but also your responsibility is pretty significant. You cover a lot of different teams and, and talking client side as well as internally. What's your advice to people, but also specifically to McLaren Applied, why is this such a great place to work? Oh, I'm glad you said that because I was going to shamelessly say that McLaren Applied is a fantastic place to work. <laughs> I said it for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was fantastic. No, I mean, ultimately, you know, the nice thing about McLaren Applied is if you're a hardware engineer, a mechanical engineer, um, if you want to undertake or further in finance, in, uh, in legals, if you want to, uh, to get into the nitty gritty of embedded software or desktop application software or cloud software, you know, we've we've got avenues all over the business because of the different markets that we're in and because of the broad range of our products. You know, we're uh, we're a multidisciplinary team, and uh, ultimately, there's there's something here for everybody. And even if you come in at the start of your career and uh, you want to to try a different sector, we commonly facilitate people moving around different teams so they can they can get a full appreciation of the discipline. Yeah, it, the the culture in this office is. Phenomenal, quite honestly. And Freya and I have been lucky enough to be here for a couple of days to see that. But 
Of course, if you want to know more about what's going on in all of these different parts, make sure you stay tuned to McLaren Applied Social stuff. Um, and you might even be able to spot a photo of Nikhil standing behind Christian Horner at the Australian Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to our chat in just a moment. Have you thought about adding Atlas capabilities to your organisation? Atlas is a tool enabling the forensic investigation of time series data. It's customizable, extensible, and is used across top flight motorsport worldwide, enabling teams to extract the maximum performance from operator and asset. Contact sales at mclaren.com or use the inquiry link on mclarenapplied.com to get in contact. Thanks very much to Tom for joining us. I've still got Nikhil with me and we're now joined by Richard Nicholson from Sky Logics, another great business partnering with McLaren Applied. Richard, thank you so much for joining us for this part of the episode. You're from Fly Logics with an X. It's a very cool sounding company right from the name and what you do is incredibly interesting and the products are cool, the technology is cool. I would love for you to tell our listeners exactly what your business is all about. Yeah, sure. Um, so we, we build and fly unmanned aircraft to solve problems that are difficult and expensive to solve using manned aviation. And we're, I guess as a concrete example of what we do, our, our sort of main business line at the moment is that we, um, we do methane monitoring for offshore oil and gas rigs. Mm. Um, so we, we tend to operate in fairly difficult, hostile kind of locations. We'll fly the 100, 150 miles off, offshore out to an oil and gas rig. Wow. Um, we carry a, uh, we have a partner company that we work with that provides the methane sensor that, 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 we, um, that we use. We'll fly out to the rig, then we um, fly, you know, we'll, we'll take measurements, out of, we'll fly around the rig and, and take measurements. When that's done, we then fly, fly back to shore. Um, now this is all done completely uh, sort of remotely, so we can't the the sort of the term that gets used in our industry is beyond visual line of sight. So we're, we're flying planes that go you know a long distance, so we have to have a way of getting the data back from the uh, from, from the aircraft whilst we're we're flying. So you know we spent a lot of time kind of developing the systems on the aircraft, but also one of the kind of key things that we we do is the the communication system, which has to get you know, data back via, um, we sort of typically use satellites to get that information back. If we can have other data sources like, like 4G, we will use that at the same time. So we're kind of combining all of this different, different data sources to get that uh, back, back to us, um, you know, from, from the location where we're uh, flying. It's a pretty, pretty cool looking aircraft. I'm looking at a, a photo of it now. Uh, could you do, I mean, it's always good on a podcast to try and give a visual representation, but could you, for our listeners, just explain how big the aircraft is and how difficult maybe or easy it is to fly in, in maybe calm conditions before you even send it off offshore? Yeah, so probably the best way of thinking of it, it's not like uh, a traditional, when people think of sort of drones and, and UAVs, they often think of quad, quadcopters, which tend mm. to be used if you're you know, flying. If you can see it and you're not flying very far, then a quadcopter is usually the, the kind of right solution. Our aircraft is essentially like a, a kind of large model plane. So I think the, the wing stands are just over two, two meters. Um, and then I guess the other thing on a, on a normal aircraft, you have a, you have a pilot inside the, inside the plane and, and a cockpit where the pilot can, you know, sort of look out and, and see what's going on. We don't have any need to have any, you know, there's nobody inside the aircraft. So uh, that helps us with the aerodynamics. So you end up with a completely kind of clo closed body. Um, 
it's a um, aircraft driven driven by a prop with a a, a small petrol engine. Um, it looks like a I would describe a, a sort of normal a normal model aircraft. Um, it's not. I don't think it's that. You know, in terms of flying, we we tend to in order to make it um, easy for the autonomous systems to be able to con- control the aircraft, you want an aircraft that kind of behaves in a, a fairly nice way. At the moment, when we uh, take off and land, we're doing that manually. So we have a, a pilot on a, um, you know, holding a controller. He's he's flying like he, he would be flying a model aircraft. I think the, you know, the pilots, I think, find the, the aircraft relatively straightforward to, to handle. Um, we're always trying to like push the boundaries in terms of the operating conditions in in which we can, you know, in which we can operate. So, you know, we'd like to be able to take off and land in in higher wind levels than we, um, you know, than we do at the moment. So, although we've got an aircraft that handles nicely, we're kind of getting as as close to the limits as as we're able to. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's always good to to push the envelope. It's interesting, isn't it, talking about this technology? And of course, we've just heard about what Atlas can do in the world of motorsport, Nikhil, with Formula One, of course, uh, knowing a lot of the the camera angles behind the pit lane, being able to see all that data, it is driven by McLaren applied in a lot of ways. But how does it work, Nikhil, in this context and indeed outside of that motorsport world? So Atlas has always been uh, kind of designed to work with any kind of uh, time series data. So uh, it has been always uh, kind of architected uh, to work with time series data, whether it's high frequency data, so that uh, as a data viewer, you could do line plots, you could do different kinds of visualizations, but it also is highly and fully kind of uh, extensible and customizable. So you could uh, customize it according to the domain or the industry that you're trying to work in. So it's, it's, it's adaptable in a sense uh, to the kind of uh, domain that you're trying to apply to and then uh, derive kind of value out of the data that you're looking at uh, and the assets that you're trying to monitor. Well, Nikhil, we know that Atlas, as you said, is is now not designed to do things not just in the world of motorsport, but I'm interested from your end, working in McLaren Applied, There, we've spoken to a couple of different business lines within McLaren Applied at this point. We know trains are a thing, motorsport's a thing, automotive is a thing. Of course, we spoke to Nick Fry in the first episode. But for you personally, Nikhil, working in an environment where you can be Formula One trackside one weekend and then during the following week work and partner with someone like Richard to work in something completely different, uh, sending all of these amazing aircraft offshore. What's it like for you? It is it is very exciting, uh, challenging as well to see how we could kind of uh, extend and kind of uh, apply the product in a way that it wasn't initially even thought of being used in those areas or those kind of markets. So it's it's an amazing feeling to even uh, see it being applied and being useful in, in the markets that we are trying to kind of uh, apply and extend Atlas to. Good use of the word apply, I like it. Richard, in terms of uh, dealing with McLaren Applied from your end then, for what was it about this business that really sort of drew you to them? Yeah, so I think I should say at this point, I I previously worked for McLaren Applied. There it is. <laughs> prior, prior to that, I worked for McLaren Racing. So I got a kind of a background in, you know, had engineering in, in Formula One. Um, and I, you know, whilst I was there, you know, we were using, we're using tools like, like Atlas and, and, kind of, and kind of related tools. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of what 
got done in, in Formula One was you would run simulations and then you would do the kind of real running around the, the track and uh, a kind of race weekend. And you're comparing the simulation data with the race data and using that together with the comments from the driver to try and understand, you know, what what's wrong with the car, what you could do to improve the setup. You then validate that in simulation and then send the car out with the new setup and see, see if it's worked. And I guess I always thought that there would be applications of the technologies that we were using within McLaren elsewhere. Um, and I know, you know, when I was at when I was at McLaren, we were discussing with, with companies like Lightfly Logics the, the opportunities for doing that kind of thing. Having actually moved to a company where we are now, you know, we're basically, um, I, I guess, fundamentally, what we are doing at Fly Logics in terms of we're developing an aircraft is, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are, have changed over the last couple of years as we we've developed the technology. And in order to do that, we're essentially using a very similar kind of approach to what gets done in, in Formula One. So we are, you know, we, we gather a lot of data. So uh, every, not as much as Formula One, but we're, we have hundreds of sensors on the aircraft that tell us things like, you know, the things like the, the kind of position of the aircraft from, from GPS is, is an obvious one and the altitude of the aircraft, but also things like engine speed, various pressures, various temperatures on the aircraft. We can even, you know, one of the kind of key things we've been developing is uh, this communication system I've, I've talked about that uses satellites or 4G. It's quite difficult to have that system working reliably on, on the aircraft. Uh, and so therefore, you gather as much data as you can about its performance. So you, you will know, you know, what the signal strengths are, how frequently you receive data is another kind of key, sort of key, key characteristic. We collect all of that data and then, you know, it's very hard to find good tools that allow you to analyze that in a really efficient way. And I just knew from my previous experience, that's exactly what Atlas does. So it's been simple for us to take our data, convert it into the, you know, the, the right kind of format that Atlas needs to, to be able to load it. And then once it's in that format, you've got all of the power of Atlas for viewing the data in different ways. If you see something strange, you can kind of you know, zoom in on that particular bit of data and, and plot it in a in a different way. Um, and it just, you know, I guess it just helps to speed up our engineering development cycle so much. I mean, it helps that you worked with applied and with racing, but was it was it an interesting conversation then with the team around you? Or was it just a, a no-brainer for, for once you highlighted what Atlas could do for them to say, well, yeah, absolutely, Richard, I think this is a good opportunity. Let's let's just carry through. Um, so it, I mean, it definitely wasn't a no, a no brainer. And we, you know, when we were looking for tools to help, you know, it was a problem. Our, our problem wasn't that we, it wasn't that we wanted to use Atlas. It was that we wanted to, to visualize our, our data. Um, obviously I knew about Atlas, which helped in terms of, you know, giving us a starting point, but we did look pretty hard for kind of equivalent tools. And it is very hard to, to find anything that does exactly what Atlas does. And it, it, it it slightly surprises me that it's not, you know, there aren't things, you know, there aren't other engineering companies that kind of, I think other engineering companies probably are looking for the same same sort of tools. I think this, you know, I suspect that quite a lot of them end up developing thing, things in, internally. Um, we got Atlas, so we got in contact with uh, Nick Hill to talk about the possibility of, you know, do, doing some sort of, sort of evaluation. And, you know, 
once we did that and put our data into Atlas, it was like, you know, it was clear that um, it was going to be hard to, uh, you know, to justify not not using Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How good is that, Nikhil? I mean, it's an interesting space that you've you've got this technology. And as you said, Richard, I mean, it's not something that comes to mind straight away to use the specific terminology of, of Atlas, but certainly the visualization of that data is is incredible no matter the application. But Nikhil, I'm just interested because obviously this is something, FlyLogix is something that, as you said, it wasn't intended for Atlas-wise. Is there anything else, Nikhil, that it's not intended for that you are sort of looking for or as a business you're excited to potentially work in? I, I would say yes. I think, yeah. So we, uh, I'm always looking for uh, different kind of industries and different kind of even challenges that we can apply Atlas to. Atlas, uh, as Richard was saying, it, it's it's on 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 the face of it, it's it's just a time series data viewer, but it is it has got some sophisticated functionality, which is quite useful when you are looking at data and trying to understand how a particular uh, system or an asset is kind of behaving. And it will be quite useful uh, in various other industries, uh, but without knowing the capabilities and functionality of Atlas, I think for companies to decide to go for Atlas uh, is, is kind of the challenge. And that's where I'm trying to see how we could kind of uh, spread the kind of uh, knowledge about how useful it is, not just within motorsports, but even outside motorsports and how valuable it could be from a company's perspective to gain that information of the data and the value that they are trying to get of the data that they are capturing. Well, you can uh, you can engage with Nikhil to do that. If you're listening and you think I don't know what to do with all my with my data, then get give Nikhil a buzz. Uh, links in the description below, not for his personal email, but certainly to contact McLaren Applied. Richard, uh, where can people find out more about FlyLogix? So the best place is, is to go to our website, flylogix.co.uk. It's got all the the kind of usual sort of contact details on on there. We're, I mean, we're, we're interested in anyone who's got, you know, he has a, a, a difficult kind of aviation problem to, to, to solve, particularly in, in a hostile environments and, and kind of problems that would be where you can see opportunities to, to sort of reduce the risk of, of manned aviation. Well, you can find out more about FlyLogix again in the episode description below. Richard, Nikhil, thank you so much for joining us for this part of the episode. Absolute pleasure. We can't wait to see what you guys do together in the next couple of years. Thank you. Thank you. Well, massive thank you to Tom and Nikhil for talking all about McLaren Applied's Atlas software. We've got a very special final episode in this season of McLaren Applied, don't we, Freya? Yes, it's going to be a very great episode. We'll be hearing from some of the amazing women at McLaren Applied across transport, automotive, motorsport and production as well. So make sure you join us for that. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating or review and we'll see you next time for our final episode in this series of Inside McLaren Applied. See you then, James. Thank you.